Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on Political Coffee, the show where we talk about the political issues of the day. Uh, whether they are international, national, regional, state, local, doesn't matter. Because they all affect your life. And you need to be aware of them. In fact, um, we talk about them hopefully in a way that well, helps you make decisions about conversations you're going to have or should have with persuadable people in your world. It is the only way we're going to get past the incredible bias, the news media of social media censorship or feckless Republicans afraid to take a stand for principles and values that matter to you. So we got a lot to talk about today. At the bottom of the hour, we have Kim Rice joining us. She is a former teacher fired because she wouldn't take the jab she wouldn't teach outrageous stuff to kids she's running for the oregon senate we're going to talk with her the bottom of the hour lots here to talk about including over the weekend we saw the protests outside of the u.s supreme court justices homes now the cops were there and but there is a shocking photo some of you may have seen this in an unedited screen grab from the pro-abortion protesters outside John Roberts' home, a woman, there's a couple of women there. I mean, there's lots of women there, but there's a couple of women, and suddenly, and this is unedited, you can see this for yourself, a woman's face turns to demonic. I am not kidding you. You can see it for yourself. So, abortion. There's an editorial in the Oregonian that abortion, Oregon did a groundbreaking abortion rights law, but it needs to be better implemented. And they are bemoaning the fact that the state of Oregon is not properly, according to this law passed five years ago, punishing insurance companies because you're supposed to be able to get an abortion and your insurance company must pay for it and not charge you a penny. Now, the Oregonian story features a picture of a woman holding a sign that says abortion is Healthcare. I just want you to think about that. Abortion is health care. Isn't that kind of like oxymoronic? It's certainly moronic. But is health care means what? Caring for the health of people. Killing a baby in the womb is not health care. 
Stopping a beating heart is not healthcare at all. So there's also, by the way, some other things going on out there. The um, rich trust fund baby. I'm sorry, folks, but that's what this guy is. It is funding the race against Paige Clarkson, DA here in Marion County. And Kevin Barton, the DA in Washington County. This leftist has also been behind a ballot initiative to decriminalize sex workers. They decided that they're not going to go forward with initiative petition number 51. They withdrew it Thursday afternoon. This guy's name is Aaron Boonsoft. Now, folks, this guy made money, actually his father, by being a commodities trader from Ohio. He's a leftist who moved to Portland. Now, folks, I got to tell you something. There's a lot going on here. And even the left can read the tea leaves. There's a massive thing that's going to be happening in America and right here in Oregon. And it is a shift. Now, I want to tell you, um, unfortunately, we will not have, the, I can't give you the ability today to call. Uh, for some reason, our phone system is not working correctly. So you cannot call here today. I'm uh, disappointed in that because I would love to get your thoughts on all of this. Oh, and by the way, who do you think the left in Oregon is most afraid of as a Republican candidate for governor? Who do you think the leftist news media is most afraid of? Well, I think you can probably ascertain that based on this story in the Willamette Week, as they have done, they're going after Bob Tiernan, like the Oregonian is. Now, the headline for this story is much ado about nothing. And you need to know that. Now, again, Bob Tiernan is one of my top three. My top three are Bob Tiernan, Bridget Barton, and Mark Thielman. Those are my top three. This story says that he made a March 2022, so that's not that long ago, political donation from a California address. Now, you got to understand, Bob Tiernan's parents, he is from California. He's lived in Oregon for a long, long time. He is uh, in Lake Oswego. His parents are in California. He spent a lot of time down in California, as he has explained, because his parents are elderly and they are in ill health. He made a campaign to Mike Erickson running for the new 6th Congressional District. 
He made a $2,900 donation on March 17th of this year, showing his address in Diablo. He says, Mike knows I live in Lake Oswego. I have five checking accounts, he told Willamette Week. His compliance person, meaning Mike Erickson's, must have taken the address off the old checking account I used that was tied to the Diablo house before I sold it. She did. Now, they're trying to connect him to the failed Democrat governor candidacy of Nicholas Kristof. He was declared ineligible because he hadn't resided in Oregon for three years. Now, how do we know that? Well, because of his voting record of voting in New York. The Secretary's office says, and this is why much ado about nothing, but they're trying to paint Bob Tiernan to cast dispersion on him because they're afraid of him, folks. They're afraid that if he wins the governorship on the Republican side, they are afraid of him. The Secretary of State's office, the story says, has checked Tiernan's Oregon voting record before determining he was eligible. And the Secretary of State's office checked his California voting record. He voted in Diablo, this place where in Contra Costa, Costa where his parents live, twice in 2014. He's voted three times in Oregon since then, according to Oregon election records obtained by Washington, or not Washington, but Willamette Week. So, he meets the qualification. Because he's been voting in Oregon. See what they're trying to do here is they're saying such questions about, and they, they reference the Oregonian story, such questions haven't hampered his campaign. Results of an independent poll of likely voters. This was the poll released by um, J.O. Wilson. Showed that he's running a close second behind Christine Drazen. But half of the Republican voters remained undecided. This is why they're going after him. This is why they're trying to create a controversy where there is none. None. This is what they do. This is the leftist news media. Now, again, I cannot um, take phone calls from you today, but you can email me. So send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Oh, look at that. Health officials warn about potential COVID surge. This is a Fox Business headline. Wow. Do you suppose that might come into play right about that time that we have the November elections? Nah, that would never happen, would it? Of course not. The state bridge replacement, the uh, high-level committee between the two states of Oregon and Washington have decided that, yes, not only should the new bridge go forward, but they should shrink it 
from 10 lanes to eight. Oh, and they still have to have the um, light rail, which Clark County doesn't want. Lars Larson wrote a great piece about this titled, uh, The Scam Behind the New I-5 Bridge Plan. Yeah, they're only, they're going to build the choo-choo train bridge, <laughs> light rail, which is only going to be 116 feet of clearance. Going to hurt a lot of companies that build things that need more clearance. Oh, and how are they going to do that? Folks, he points out something very important. They're going to toll that bridge. And their plan admits that 50% of the cars and trucks on the new bridge will travel between zero and 20 miles an hour during peak travel. Do you realize that's almost twice as slow as the times are today? Yet we're going to spend $5 billion. Stunning. Not real. Back in a moment, it is 620. Can't take your phone calls today, but Kim Rice is joining us at the bottom of the hour. Former teacher running for the Oregon Senate. But you can send me an email. Jeff at 1220.am at Jeff at KSLM.news is 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us today. 503-589-1220 is not a number you can call. Phones are down. Sorry. This stuff happens. Producer Phil assures me he can fix it. And I think he can. Nothing he can't fix. Um, there's uh, interesting, speaking of emails, uh, Ev Avis sent me the Bud Pierce uh, federalelectioncommission.gov data where he gave money to Democrats. Does that disqualify him? And to PACs that support candidates in far-left causes. Gerald, by the way, sent me a similar, appreciate it, story here about the Oregon Republican governor candidates given thousands to Democrats. So this word is certainly getting it out there. The 2000 Mules, uh, Ryan sent me a bitshoot.com video about it. 
Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. 2,000 mules. Uh, people are buying it and are able to see it. And you can you can go ahead and watch it. This is a um, trailer is is what it is. I don't think it is the entire thing. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, um, lots to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, we'll be unable to take your phone calls today uh, because of that. Now, by the way, Oregon Firearms Federation, and who sent that to me? Oh, somebody sent it to me. Oh, Tim, Timothy did. Thank you. Eugene 4J School Board. Uh, they're planning at their May 18th meeting to prohibit concealed carry holders from parents from being anywhere on their property. So it means that parents and friends will be forbidden from picking up or dropping off their children or attending any school function anywhere on school controlled property if they are in legal possession of self-defense firearms. Do you want to comment on that, by the way? You can um, contact them, the school board members. They are all listed here in the Oregon Firearms Federation email. Actually, it's, it's their post on their website, oregonfirearms.org, and I will have that on today's show plan so that you can make comment on it. The uh, Over the weekend, Saturday night, I was uh, honored to have the opportunity to be the guest of Jim Lauder, who's former Navy aviator, who's running um, as a Republican in the primary race for House District 22. This is the Democrat-leaning uh, Hispanic House District. He is running as a Republican. He uh, sponsored a table at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fundraising Dinner, which was held Saturday night up in uh, Hillsboro. And I attended this thing, and I was blessed to attend it with my 98-year-old friend, combat medic veteran of Europe, World War II, Vern Staley from Staten. And the speaker was former Marine Corps retired General James Mattis, who, as you recall, had a very unhappy parting with Donald Trump, President Trump. Trump fired him, he said, for undermining his work, the president's work. Mattis gave a great speech, as did Greg Woldridge, uh, three-time skipper of the Blue Angels, who's an Oregon-based guy. He's become a friend of mine. Great respect for Greg. As did a couple of other speakers, one of them a former Navy SEAL. 
all of them gave emotional stories about Vietnam veterans and the impact of Vietnam veterans in America. This fundraiser is to build a Vietnam veterans war memorial on the Capitol grounds. This has been approved already by the Oregon legislature. It's a three and a half million dollar project. They've raised a little over a million dollars. I do intend to contribute to that and I intend to let you know more about it as we go along. It was a worthy thing. I met General Mattis, had my picture taken along with Vern. And uh, General Mattis was, uh, was very effusive in his praise of the work that Vern did, along with so many World War II veterans. When we come back, we'll be interviewing Kim Rice. She is a fired teacher. She wouldn't take the shot and she wouldn't teach the leftist agenda. She's running now for the state Senate. We'll talk with Kim Rice when we come back. It is 6.30 in the morning. Don't go away. Can't take any phone calls today, but do send me your emails. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. We cannot take phone calls today, unfortunately. For some reason, technical reasons, our phones are down for the moment, but producer Phil will get them all fixed. I am quite confident. Lots of things to talk about. Uh, in a moment, we're going to chat with Kim Rice. She is a longtime teacher uh, who got fired because she wouldn't comply. We'll talk with her about that. Now she's running for the state Senate. want to remind you that if you're not particularly comfortable at home because the old HVAC system is not working right. And folks, it's been a little cold the last few days with the rain. You need to call Freedom Heating and Air. They can fix it for you very quickly. It's those emergency services that they do better than anybody else. It's one of the reasons they've built such a great business in the Mid Valley area for almost 50 years. So you know what? They'll very quickly get to you if you call them. 503-580-1456, 580-1456 is their phone number. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Kim Rice joins us. Kim, good morning. Great to have you with us today. Good morning, Jeff. Glad to be here. All right. So you are running in a district that is currently held. This is District 18. It's currently held by a Democrat, why are you running number one? And number two is, why do you think you can win? Um, I'm running because I'm not really able to be an effective um, person inside the education system as I lost my job there. So I want to help um, children and families and Oregonians um, from outside the classroom. And I'm running, um, our district actually is um, has been vacant for a, a while. 
Um, our previous representative was Jenny Burdick, and um, it's been vacant. And um, I think that's why the Democrat stepped up to run for this position because she saw it open. And um, I also saw it open. And, um, you know, I, I'm running because my husband is a native Oregonian. We raised our family here. I've taught here. We love the state. Um, we just, you know, like so many people you probably know have fled the area. We're, we're here to fight. And uh, we believe that Oregon isn't quite as blue as everybody says it is. <laughs> I don't think it is either, and I think that we're going to see that uh, Kim uh, have it play out here in the November elections, assuming that they don't find a reason to try to shut them all down with some fake COVID thing. Now, in mm -hmm. Oregon, we do vote by mail, so it doesn't matter. But uh, anyway, um, folks, Kim uh, Kim's website, you can check out her website. You can share this with people that you may know up in Senate District number 18. The website is KimRiceForOregon.com. It's all very simple. Kim, K-I-M, Rice, R-I-C-E, ForOregon.com. So yeah, that's right. you got fired. You got fired after being a, a longtime teacher. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Up in the, it was, it was the Beaverton School District, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, I've taught in three so they, states. So why did they fire yeah. you? Why, why, why did they fire well, you? Yeah, as you might recall, in August, um, Kate Brown made the decision that all educators needed to um, submit paperwork to their school districts regarding their vaccination status and um, or submit what they would um, call and not an exception, but an exception. And I, I'd originally planned to um, submit something to the district, but after thinking on it for weeks and speaking with my administration in my building, I, I just let them know that I didn't believe that was um, something that my district actually needed to have about me. And, you know, things are, things kind of went upside down in the school district when we went into the lockdown. And, um, you know, I think parents' eyes were opened, uh, you know, what a lot of teachers were trying to pull in their classrooms. And, and it became very apparent to me the agenda that the school district was running with. So I was already um, not happy with the way things were trending. And when we got a new principal in that just came from Idaho, I I approached him and talked to him before our school contract started and I and I you know showed him the cover of the National Education Association and I I said you know hey does this look like a happy child you know it was a totally masked child very sad eyes and you know I knew he'd been coming from um Idaho his schools were open all year you know masking um wasn't even a thing or it was optional if it was and you know this national education association magazine said this is the new face of education and i'm like uh, uh this cannot be and you know after listening to kate brown say what you know healthcare workers and educators and had to do 
and that they would be separated from their classrooms if they were in student-facing positions, if they didn't submit their uh, vaccine papers. I just knew things were trending in the wrong direction, and I knew I had to stand my ground. I wasn't going to let my godless employer um, judge my religion. I I couldn't do it. So I I just didn't comply. I was civilly disobedient. I was very gracious. I was able to let my families know at the last minute that I would never willingly leave their classroom, leave their children, leave them um, during all of this. And I just told them, this isn't, I've never, ever had discipline as an educator. I've taught in three states. I would never do that. And just to let them know that was the district's decision. You know, and I walked away from a good paying job. I walked away from weeks and weeks and weeks of sick pay that that I hadn't ever needed to use that had just collected, you know, saving for a rainy day need if I needed it. But that's what they, the district was willing to take a healthy person out. And, um, and then finally on filing day in March, they fired me. So that was their decision. And I just had realized I couldn't go back to that anyway. I had, I had to, to move beyond that school district to be able to make some effective change for for my families and for the state. We're talking to Kim Rice. She's a fired teacher, as she's articulated, who stood up for not only her rights, but for the right rights and the right reasons uh, against the tyranny of both Kate Brown and a school administration. You can She's running for the state Senate, formerly held by uh, retired uh, Senator Jenny Burdick, you can check out her website at kimricefororegon.com. Now, it says here that your one of your main things that are under your solutions tab is to lower the cost of living by unleashing Oregonians' uh, potential. You also talk about putting parents in the driver's seat and expanding educational opportunities, fully funding the police to keep the neighborhoods safe, preserving our rights by stopping government overreach. So... In the last four minutes that we have here, how would you lower the cost of living by unleashing Oregonians' potential? What would you do? What does that mean? Well, you know, taxes went up on small businesses to the tune of 17% during the lockdown. I mean, how do you put a lockdown on families? I had families that ran businesses like restaurants and other and, and they lost it. They lost everything. I mean, we can't live in an affordable place when our businesses are being taxed and regulated so high. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the key things is we have to roll back um, what makes it so hard to live here. And just the taxes that they're trying to pull pull over on us when we already are so heavily taxed. You know, with tolls, um, the gas taxes, the higher taxes, um, you know, these are just things that make it really hard for somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck to to get by. I taught in a school that was 100% Title I, and these families were highly impacted. We all were impacted by the shutdowns, but these families, you know, it, it was extremely hard for them, you know, being locked out of a job you know, not having ways 
to um, to run their own businesses, things like that. And, you know, several of them I know have left the state. So these are things that we need to look at. We can't say no to any more taxes. We need to make living in Oregon more affordable again. And um, I hope so to you be able strongly, to help do that. And you strongly oppose tolling that yes. maybe that creates new a new tax where we've already paid for a road. That yes. All of that, that makes sense. Um, so how will you, how do you think you're going to win in a, a Democrat district? And, and you've got one minute. Well, I'm in a D plus 20 district. I think I just need to be able to speak reason to the people here of the area and, and get them to know that I'm, I'm really for their freedom and their rights. Um, I'm speaking in Tigard at the King City Clubhouse on Wednesday, May 11th. Um, that event's from 7 to 9 p.m. So come out to the Tigard Monthly Forum. You can speak with me personally. Um, I'll be speaking for about 10 minutes there. And um, you can ask me more questions at that point. Kim, thank you so much. There's music. That means our time is finished. Much uh, luck to you. I wish you the very best, folks. Check out her website if you want to learn more about her. Maybe help her. Go to Kim Rice for Oregon. Kim Rice for Oregon. It's 648 and we will be right back. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Bye-bye. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. Unfortunately, the phones are down. You cannot call. Uh, But you can send me an email, and I'll do my best to read it on the air. That email address, I have two of them, is jeff at kslm.news. Jeff at 1220.am. Like the great graphic I got from my buddy Freddie, which is kind of a take on the the cartoon from uh, Tom and Jerry. And it has a picture of an open book with Tom's fingers on it. And it says, you just spent the last two years fighting against the concept of body autonomy. And then it's about abortion. And those leftists, it's a leftist Tom reading that when it comes to the abortion issue. And he's fuming. And then Freddie writes, hmm, hmm, my body, my choice. How about my gun, my choice? Oh, that's good. Art writes, January 6th and the insurrections. What about what's going on with the abortion issue? Well, not much going on with the January 6th uh, insurrection other than apparently it is being used in a Hollywood movie as the excuse for some like World War III nuclear war thing, which is just ludicrous beyond description, but it is what it is. What is not ludicrous is the fact that it's raining out there, and that's a good thing. Get more snow in the mountains. 
But it's not a good thing if your roof is leaking. That's why you ought to call Pfeiffer Roofing and they'll fix that for you. It's one of the things they do really well. Roof repair. They do roof cleaning. They do roof replacement. They do gutters. They have that great product called Roof Max, which is that soybean-based product, which is sprayed on your asphalt shingle roof, and it gives it new life. It extends the life of it. All of this is available to you if you'll call Pfeiffer Roofing come out and assess your issue, whatever it might be, and do, well, they'll just give you a free estimate. 503-647-4725. 503-647-4725. Again, it's a free estimate. Or you can go to their website, and they do, well, they have an online chat. Go to pfeifferroofing.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-E-R roofing.com. Second generation, family-owned, They've been here in the Mid-Valley area since 1978. Pfeiffer Roofing, Um, Let's see here. What's that email? Anne-Marie, there's another last straw that could break the um, camel's back. (laughs) You know what that is? Uh, it is simply the baby formula shortage. Now, I'm not laughing at that. I mean, who would have ever thought we would have had a baby f- formula shortage? Well, there's a story about it on CNN. Here's what Anne Marie writes about that The last straw for moms in the coming elections. This is added, um, she's talking about the baby formula shortage. This is added to the vaccination of children critical race theory, and sex training in schools. Women will not put up with this. My advice is to stop poking the mama bears. Fix it. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Rich writes an email about new Republican candidates. My thoughts. He says, hi, Jeff. We need to have more new Republican or new candidates that are willing to fight rather than roll over like many of the ones we have now. Why won't the GOP politicians get a backbone? Any thoughts? Well, uh, yeah. It's about... um, It is about money, power. I mean, you you take what, sadly, the the Washington, D.C. Republicans are not a lot different than the Oregon House of Representatives or Senate Republicans. You see, the Democrats have figured out they can buy off the Republicans and they can pass. Yeah, the Republicans will yell and scream and holler about horrible the things are that the Democrats are passing, which will never get unpassed, by the way. Never. But the Democrats know they can always buy off the Republicans. See, they've done it the last two sessions, 2021 and 2022. Thank you, Christine Drazen. She's responsible for that as the House leader, and so is Tim Canope. Well, let me back up. Fred Gerard was at first, and then now Tim Canope. See, they all refuse to walk out first at the beginning of the sessions 
and then negotiate their way back into the building by killing bad bills that they don't like. They refuse to do it. Why? Because Democrats offered them a lot of money. So people like Kim Rice, she stood firm. She got fired, folks, because she wouldn't give in to Kate Brown. I'm quite certain, if you listen to her, the what she gave up was a lot. She did it on principle. We need more Republicans. That's why. Because Republicans think they can get away with getting bought off and bringing home the bacon to the community. Julie writes an email uh, about Bob Tiernan. He was lost once. How can he possibly win again? What, what are you referring to, Julie? I mean, he hasn't run for governor. I mean, he was a very successful. I think he was a successful chairman of the Oregon Republican Party. They were deep in debt and he took him out of it. So I, I don't know what you mean by he lost once. Corby writes an email uh, that he sent me on December 21st, 2021 why he won't vote for Trump if he runs again. Is he just dumb, naive, or is he playing politics? He should be backing Dr. Rand Paul and warning people, no excuses for him, not sounding the alarm. I've heard him support this too many times. Where Trump said, and this is an Infowars story, is you're playing into their hands when you doubt the vaccine. Donald Trump is wrong about the vaccine. But Corby... He's right about everything else you believe in. So for you to say you're not going to vote for him, do you agree with your wife on everything, Corby? Hmm? Even really important things. Do you agree with her? Probably not. So when you agree with a guy who is your president, 95% of the time, and on this one thing where he's wrong and he is, folks, and it'll be proven to be truthful. Now, the best thing Donald Trump could ever do was to ultimately set aside his pride. And folks, he's got a lot of pride. This is why we need to pray for it, whether he runs again or not. He and a lot of politicians have a lot of pride. Anyway, folks, the best thing Donald Trump can do is to ad eventually admit I was wrong about the vaccines. Because they're not doing anything that we thought they would do. It'd be good if we said that. All right, folks, thanks for joining us today. I'll be back tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have the phones fixed. We'll be able to talk then. Make it a great day. Yeah.